old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the D-Gen Dance. Our March Madness bankroll contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. Old-fashioned football. football i am j mark you can find me on twitter at j mark football and before i get into all this information we have going on right now i'm going to bring in my co-host my co-host on the podcast my co-host in life you can find her on twitter at j mark's wifey mer how the hell are you doing today i am doing great I daylight savings happened. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I could not adjust on Sunday. I could not adjust yesterday, but today I'm getting there and I'm enjoying the fact that it's 6.50 and it feels like it's 5 o'clock outside. We just need to get rid of daylight savings in my opinion. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm just tired of it. I've always adjusted in the past, but somehow, I don't know if it's our age or what. <laughs> I just we're, could not get with it this time. We're officially getting old, I believe is what you're getting at. <laughs> it feels like it. Yes. Um, yeah, go but, ahead. You know, I was going to say, we somehow breezed past this last week. Last week was our 30th episode. Yeah. What the heck were we thinking? I don't know, but that's crazy. 30 episodes of old-fashioned football. It's been so much fun. Absolutely. And we're going to... Just piggybacking off of that 30 episodes of Old Fashioned Football, it is 314-2023 right now. It's Pi Day. It is Pi Day, and you didn't make a pie. I I never (laughs) make a pie. I know. Continue. (laughs) Um, 7 o'clock, almost 7 o'clock Central. So we're going to be talking about some free agency trades, all that stuff. By 8 o'clock, it could all be different. Uh, not all of it, obviously, but there could be new news to add to it. But anyways, piggybacking off of your 30th episode, this kind of got derailed here because I said 314. Um, 4-4, we are launching yes. Old Fashioned Football Podcast on its own feed. We have a huge guest lined up for 4-4. We have an exciting, also big guest lined up for 4-11. So tune in. We're still going to be um, found underneath SGPN's Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah. But you'll also find us just under Old Fashioned Football with SGPN. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Very exciting. This, not to take away from that excitement, this has nothing to do with um, the NFL. 
or fantasy football. I think I can tie it back into bourbon and whiskey. Reading through our ad reads, March Madness. Yes. It's happening yes. this week. I have to get my shit together. I haven't done my bracket. <laughs> I am not a football, yes. Basketball, not so much a follower. However, I am so competitive that I cannot resist doing a bracket <laughs> and competing with you against your parents. Yes. This is how I'm tying it back in. I am going against your mom. Mm-hmm. You're going against your dad for our brackets. The winner gets a bottle of alcohol of their choosing, which we know for us will be bourbon or whiskey. Yeah, not of our choosing, of the loser's choosing. Oh, that's true. But last year, the, the Calumet they, Farm that they, we did yes, was... That, yeah. that we did two episodes ago, that was March Madness yes. winnings for you. It was, yeah. I know it's not of our choosing. See, it, It's the, the winner that chooses it, but they choose what you like. The reason <laughs> you don't know how this goes is because I don't think you've beat my mom. Can you... Okay. <laughs> I haven't. No. <laughs> somehow your mom's brackets are amazing. I know, right? She does very well at and it. And we've only been doing, this is our third year doing this competition yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah. So maybe things will work out. Whiskey and bourbon is not is on our do not buy list this year. So we have to win to get more bottles for the show. I did remind them today that mm-hmm. um, your boss gave us a a bottle for the show. I know it was for you, but I I said it was for the show. It's for me. My, it's in my office. My boss sent us two bottles for the show and I said to them like you guys haven't sent anything in to us for the show. <laughs> <laughs> my mom goes, "Um, yes I did. How about the alcohol I bought you for Christmas?" I said, "No, no, no, no. Justin Mark and J Mark Football on Old Fashioned Football, those are separate entities." <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um Go on with you with <laughs> yeah. what you were saying. So, Sorry. <laughs> anyways, that's happening, and I need to get my act together and fill out my brackets. Tomorrow, the free agency officially begins. Yeah. Even though everyone has been in their negotiation period, and obviously we're going to be talking a lot about that today, but officially, tomorrow is the start of the free agency period yeah so basically tomorrow's when they can sign their deals now we have seen some fall through last year mm-hmm. the bears they got a defensive tackle who then came and did his physical and failed it so it fell through it's rare though i don't i i get so this whole negotiation period opened because they were trying to negotiate with teams too soon so like well let's give them a negotiation mm-hmm. period but in today's world of social media everybody tweets out as soon as they get a deal their agents tweeted out they tweeted out so there's i, I don't it's, why not just start it yeah the negotiation the period should be the start of the free agency yeah i don't get this two-day wait period till you can sign i really don't i don't get it unless that's when the physicals are taking place maybe maybe they fly to their new potential area for that but anyways as you said we're talking franchise tags, players staying with teams, players leaving teams, free agency. Um, or in, again, nothing, nothing official. official. Yeah, until <laughs> tomorrow, apparently. Um, the negotiation period's happening. And we're talking trades because we had some trades. But before we're talking all that, what are we drinking today? As we mentioned last week, we are drinking Uncle Nearest, 1884. <laughs> Not Ernest. No, slip up. <laughs> Our bad. We did correct ourselves in the same. We like, did. Last week we corrected ourselves. <laughs> um, but we are drinking Uncle Nearest 1884 small batch whiskey. It's good. 
Yeah. I know we're not supposed to say that yet, but it's good. <laughs> Did you try it on its own? I did not yet. Oh I my am a I bad. I, I poured the whiskey. I made the old fashions, which I did a smoked old fashioned. I know. It's very good. And then and you just took a chug from the bottle or something. No, <laughs> I can't pour whiskey properly. And I had to oh, lick the glass. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so, but yes. Um, And again, big shout out to your boss's boss, Mr. Yeah. John Grimm. For sending us the second bottle, Uncle Nearest, 1884, small batch whiskey. And now we can say something nice about Penn State because they made it into the bracket. They made the NCAA tournament. (laughs) Are you putting them on your bracket? Well, they are on the bracket. No, are you putting them as a winner (laughs) on your bracket? You know exactly what I mean. (laughs) I cannot give you any hints. Everybody has sent in their photos of their brackets. I know. Except you. Are you looking at them and taking the best answers? I have the photos. <laughs> yes. Oh, your mom should not have done that. I'm not going <laughs> to cheat, though. <laughs> Why are our brackets the same? Right. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> um, my dad and I, actually, he sent his in, and I already had mine done, of course. We have the exact same picks in the Midwest region, all the way to the uh, the final four there. So that's interesting. That is. Well, before we get into some of these unofficial official trades happening right now at the free agency let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors winbet is the official online sports book of the sports gambling podcast network winbet is now active in massachusetts and tons of other states be on the lookout for the winbet win hour each thursday from 5 to 6 p.m eastern time during winbet win hour Marquee Games of the Week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Do not miss that. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability, of course. And for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 roller and present the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a game of call, 1 800 522 4700. And the DGEN dance, our March Free to enter and $1,000 in cash prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo where you can win a SGPN gift card. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. All right. And uh, yeah, let's play some bingo, Miranda. You need to make sure you get your card. I already have mine. I know. I assumed you were always a last minute bingo (laughs) card grabber. Um, Why don't we talk about some of these trades? Okay, first. Yes. Yes. Let me go first on these trades. Okay, go for it. Because we're not doing Tea with Mer today because I feel like all of this is just... Drama. Yeah, the drama, the rumors going around, the trades, unofficial but official trades. So I just feel like I need to get this out of the way and bring up Aaron Rodgers. He has not been traded yet to the Jets. Teams are waiting for his official decision. However, would it not be an Aaron Rodgers trade if he didn't give a list of demands? (laughs) Unofficially, officially requested to the Jets to bring in wide receiver Alan Lazard 
Check. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Wide receiver Randall Cobb, because apparently he doesn't go anywhere or do what? anything without his buddy Randall Cobb. What is it with Randall Cobb? I like, don't that was, know. That was part it's of his contract. It's not like contract. they brought him back and had him be so impressive with Rodgers. Right. That was part of his contract negotiations with the Two Packers. Years ago. Yeah. He says, uh, I want you to bring Cobb back, though, before I sign this. I don't get it. Yes. Okay. But wait, there's more. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Wide receiver OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., because for those of you who don't remember, he is still a free agency. He was recovering from a torn ACL in 2021. And last season, at some point, I he got healthy and was never signed. But yeah. he is on Aaron Rodgers' list. So the Jets have to bring in Alan Lazard, which we will be talking about him further because i think that is of that's happening the jets did bring in alan lazar yes. spoiler alert <laughs> and randall cobb and obj so we'll just yeah see how this all plays out we're gonna be very bored when rogers retires because i feel like <laughs> the rogers saga has become a staple on old-fashioned football however first of all He's demanding to bring in these three receivers. This is his list. But he has uh, Wilson and Moore there mm-hmm. that are already good receivers. Like, they have an established team. It's not like they have holes all over the board. So that's interesting. And second of all, we're about to hit the official free agency period tomorrow, correct? Yes. Teams could have been negotiating for their needs. I would say if the Jets don't get Rodgers or... If the Packers lose Rodgers, I know they do have faith in Jordan Love. They said, I don't know if they're just saying that. Would that not be those one of those teams is going to have a need at quarterback? Well, yes, right? yes. Rodgers said that he is not going to keep these teams on the line or drag this out for Green Bay. It's exactly what he's doing. I know. And now, are we surprised? We're not surprised, <laughs> but it's bullshit, isn't it? He's holding these teams mm-hmm. hostage from being able to make moves now. It's also the team's fault because they want to make the moves. But Mm -hmm. he's holding these teams hostage. Now, I did see he's going on his buddy Pat McAfee's show um, tomorrow at 1. Is that when he will make his announcement, do you think? I don't know. Because for a man who says he's not, he's... I'm trying to figure out the right words here. But for a man who's like the darkness retreat, like... It's not about my career, but he made it about his career. He comes out after going in saying he's going to go in there and make a decision on his future to not retire. He He's not retiring. <laughs> and he comes out of the darkness and he doesn't come out and say whether he's going to keep playing or not. But he's in these trade negotiations with the Jets. He's still not making a decision. He just drags it out. And meanwhile, he does a documentary. He goes on a podcast. He's going on this show. Come on. <clears throat> I, That's I, all I have to say. <laughs> I think we need to um, see if we can bring a psychologist on the show. <laughs> I think what's happening is Roger's play has declined. He has become a little more irrelevant over time. He's making himself relevant, though. And it, maybe there's a psychological thing behind this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. maybe I'm onto something there. Maybe you are. But yes, that mm-hmm. um, that was interesting. It, it sounds like it's probably going to happen. 
the the teams have struck. But the why deal. not get some drama and get, make some headlines and be on a show <laughs> right. and because get all t- this media attention in the meantime. The teams have stated that there's a deal in place. Mm-hmm. It's up to Rogers. Yes. Whether Rogers okay's it or not. Are you okay? Yes. Yes. Are you done talking about Rogers? Yes, please. Okay, Let's because I'd on. like to talk about the Bears. I would love much more to talk about the Bears. Than <laughs> I Rogers. know, right? Go Bears. Okay. Can we talk about this Bears trade? This because Bears <laughs> fleecing, you mean? <laughs> so the Bears traded the number one pick of the 2023 draft for the ninth pick. So for we just swapped first round picks this year, so we moved eight spots back, but we also got. The 61st pick, which was Carolina's second round draft pick this year. Mm -hmm. We got their first rounder for next year and their second rounder for 2025. Yes. And, drum roll please, wide receiver DJ Moore. Don't you think we could have gotten a little more out of them (laughs) (laughs) for the first round pick of this? All we gave up was the first round pick. We still got... Uh, picking the first 10 picks of the draft this year. Yeah, polls could have been like, and I want David goddamn Putney because I feel like it. <laughs> Hashtag uh, draft day, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, what a haul. Uh, there's been a lot of positive feedback for it. Now, the Panthers, you know, they basically were selling the farm to get the number one draft pick and draft. So the-, the farm, the Ferrari, the <laughs> RV, they sold everything. The tractor, too. Um, in the tractor, in the goats. <laughs> in the goats. They're all gone. Yeah, um, they're obviously going to take the quarterback that they think is going to be their franchise quarterback, which they need. But, man, they gave up a lot. Mm-hmm. They gave up a lot. And I'm excited about DJ Moore DJ coming Moore. to our team. Let's give me some... Detail. What was his value last year? Yeah, so his um, auction value, $24, was the average. Now, I think that goes up. How does it not? Can you answer me that? How does it not go up? He goes from Baker Mayfield to Jay Fields on an offense that is trending up. I don't yes. care what you say about the Bears offense. We are, we have to go up from where we were. Yeah. Jay Fields is getting... Especially in the receiving game. Yeah, we have Claypool. We're adding DJ Moore. We're getting some relevant names in there to support Justin Fields, who has amazing talent. DJ Moore is going to, his value has to go up. Unless you ask Kramer, who says Justin Fields is a bad quarterback. But I, that is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting note. DJ Moore, he's going to be our number one wide receiver. Yeah. Interesting note on DJ Moore. He's played for five years in the NFL, he has 5,201 receiving yards, including three seasons over 1,000 yards now. The Bears' all-time receiver, as in he has the most yards playing for Chicago, is Johnny Morris with 5,059. And that was in 10 years from 1958 to 1967. And that's still less than DJ Moore has in his five years. Now, we have had some decent receivers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Marshall. Those years, so that, Alan sorry, Robbins. I just have to point out. Yeah. That was over 50 years ago. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> It was a long-ass time ago. Um, but, you know, like, if you think about your Brandon Marshalls, your Allen Robinsons, like, we've had some good mm-hmm. receivers. They just, they don't stick around off, like, for very long. DJ Moore's a young guy. He's got two additional years on his contract after this year because they just gave him a new contract last year. He's 25 years old. Will he be the best 
Chicago Bears quarterback or quarterback wide <laughs> no. receiver. Yeah, no on the hard no on the quarterback. Will he be the best Chicago Bears wide receiver that we have seen ever? I guess we'll find out, Justin. <laughs> That's hard to answer. It is. Um, he did finish as a 22nd fantasy football wide receiver last year with 167.9 points. That's in a half PPR leagues. And keep in mind, again, that was with Baker Mayfield for six games, Sam Darnold for six games, and P.J. Walker for five games. I I think he's at least going to be a top 15 wide receiver this year, and I'm going to put a bet on that. Ooh. Pre, preseason bets are already starting for me and you. Yeah. Top 15. Top 15. You heard it here. And you spoke about his weapons, DJ Moore, now Chase Claypool. Mm -hmm. So all these trades, we kind of look at how it affects the other people around him. Chase Claypool, he he was only $8 in 2022. I think that a lot of that was because of the uncertainty at Pittsburgh's quarterback position. Of course, traded from Pittsburgh to Chicago before the trade deadline. Finished as a 71st wide receiver in fantasy football. Does he go up? Yes. I think so, I'm not going to say, I'm not even putting him in the top 20, but I'm saying yes. Yeah. He's going to go up from 71. Yeah, I think so, I feel, too. I guess I'm excited to see what kind of chemistry they all have on the field, but with fields. <laughs> but <laughs> I <laughs> I just, I see that going up. I see us having a, an offense this year. Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, Darnell yeah, Mooney. Yeah, I was going to just say Darnell Mooney, though. He is going to become our wide receiver three. I see him going down. He, he was overvalued. At $19 last year. Well, I think part of that value was because who else were they going to throw oh, it well, to? Well, I know, that but they... The, uh, the idea behind that, didn't I didn't help you in your No. <laughs> he finished as a 74th wide receiver, mm-hmm. and now he's got more, more mouths to compete with because Fields got more mouths to feed. So, yeah, I do think it's going down for him, unfortunately. Still think he's going to be a good football player for the Bears, mm-hmm. just fantasy football-wise. I don't think he's going to hold the same value. No, I would have to agree with that. And then Cole Komet, their tight end, $5 in 2022. I don't think this will hurt his value any because, you know, wide receivers and tight ends are a little different. But I think he's up from last year. He finished as a seventh-ranked tight end. I think you're going to see him go for more than $5 this year. Now, you're the tight end expert. I know. And, Justin, really, I still don't see him just because we get – Claypool and we have DJ Moore. I do not see Cole Komet ranking higher than seventh or being worth more than the five dollars because, again, your top three to four tight ends are your relevant tight ends. That if you don't get one of those, then it doesn't really matter who you have. I guess. I guess that makes sense. I still might. Um... There's not enough depth at tight end. Right, which is why I may pay more than the $5 because I do think he's going to be in that 5 to 10 range again. So I think I would pay more just to have a top 10 tight end. You can pay more, but you're, <laughs> you're I guess I, I need to think about, I haven't done my my tight end lineups. We'll, we'll get into that closer yeah, to the season, Justin. Sure. Your tier but system and my all. My tier system. Um, the but last, I still don't, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. The last guy this affects, of course, is Jay Fields. Which he was went for a dollar last year because nobody expected anything off Fields. Then he shows up with these crazy rushing abilities. So we know he's going to go for more than a dollar. Finishes a sixth ranked quarterback in fantasy football. However, 
bringing in more only helps mm-hmm. the case. That he's he'll be still going to be top 10 somewhere where yeah. I don't know where he's going to land, but he's still going to stay top 10. Yes. And I'm so excited to contract him and have you be jealous that I, I got him off the free agency. Nobody's getting him for a dollar anymore. Yes. <laughs> I can say that much. His, he will be more than a dollar if you're getting him. Speaking of tr- uh, tight end expert, our next two trades involve mm-hmm. tight ends. First, the Falcons trade a seventh-round pick for Jonu Smith from the Patriots. What do you think of that? I I don't understand it. He finished as the 48th tight end yes. last year. Um, I, I think, I mean, we talked about this, and I think that this happened because Jonu Smith and the Falcons head coach, Arthur Smith, Smith, <laughs> no relation. But <laughs> <laughs> they they play or they didn't play together at all. <laughs> I need to stop myself. <laughs> they were both with the Tennessee Titans previously. So I mean, so Smith, Johnu Smith played for Arthur Smith when yeah. they're both with the Titans. Is what I'm trying to say, Justin. Yep. And but but to bring in. To trade your seventh round pick for him, I don't know. I'm not sure where that's going. They have Kyle Pitts, which. Where'd he finish last year? <laughs> 33rd. <laughs> $19 in value. Now, I think that's going to drop based off yeah. of his production. But if you can't get a top tight end out of Kyle Pitts, how are you going to get one out of Johnny Smith? Who is even, who was worse? Yeah. I don't know what, I'm not sure what the plan is there, but I'm not going to be targeting either of those tight ends, Pitts or Smith. However, and I'm not going to say I'm going to target this guy either, but with Johnny Smith leaving the Patriots, that leaves Hunter Henry as the only tight end at this point. Leaves who? Hunter Henry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like, Depending on what the Patriots do this offseason, that Hunter Henry's value just went up because they got rid of Jonu. Yeah. 12 team league, Hunter Henry sitting there going for, let's see, three, four dollars. Mm-hmm. I'll probably put a bid in if I don't have and a tight he end. He did finish as a 21st tight end mm-hmm. last year. So you probably had him possibly on a bench. Whilst as a sharing time with Jonu Smith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that one tr- shakes out. What's our last trade? All right. Are you ready for this? You can break this one to your Uncle Paul. The The Giants trade the 100th pick of the 2023 draft, which they got, I have to remind you, they got from the Chiefs for Kadarius Toney. But they're giving that pick to the Raiders for Darren Waller. So essentially, they traded Toney for Waller. Yeah. Which I, I know Tony's a lot younger, but Waller's, uh, I mean, obviously more um, credentialed, mm-hmm. I guess. That's a and way of I saying thought he's old. I had so <laughs> much, like, I was excited about Waller at the start of last season, and then he went and got injured. Um, if he can be healthy, I think he has potential here. Yeah. He, he still finished as a 28th tight end with only playing nine games. Which is impressive. Mm-hmm. That or that's just how bad the tight end position is. But yeah, so he was thirteen dollars in twenty twenty two. If he's thirteen dollars rolling around this year, are you interested? Well, I just told you I wouldn't pay five dollars for commits. <laughs> I don't know. I have to think more on this. Yeah. But it it's something to pay attention to and 
it's Darren Waller. And if he, like I said, if he can stay healthy. Yeah. Helps the stock of current Raiders tight end Foster Moreau, who finished 31st. He finished 31st behind Darren Waller, but played in played, five more games. I know. Darren Waller has talent. Yes. I'm just going to. He has talent. We can, both had him a as a top five last year mm-hmm. in our preseason yeah. um, projections. So can he get back to that with the Giants? Potentially. He'll be in, con. Um, I guess, contest. I don't know if contest is the word I was looking for. With uh, Daniel Bellinger, the rookie tight end for the Giants last year, who finished 34th, but I thought showed some signs of being the guy. But I don't think he's the guy now that Darren Waller is in No, town. I was going to say not, not yeah. Darren Waller. No. So Darren Waller, tight end one, Daniel Bellinger, tight end two, probably irrelevant except for depth or backup if you draft mm-hmm. Waller. Does help Dan Jones, though. I was going to say, this gives Dan Jones a weapon. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we talk about franchise tags. He was a top 10 quarterback last year. He was, yes. So just think about that. He's got even more power behind it. And spoiler Bonus. alert. We- Sorry. He's got even more weapons to use now and spoiler alert we will be talking about dan jones and his big ass contract that he got in a little bit but it's impressive it's impressive yeah that's what she said (laughs) um but first i want to tell you about underdog fantasy we're brought to you by underdog fantasy and underdog fantasy is heating up for march madness college pick'em is a great way to get in the action especially miranda especially after your bracket is busted after day one (laughs) Which we know is going to happen to you. Um, just kidding. Uh, you know, we all thought we had a good bracket last year. And then, you know who messed that up? The St. Peter's Peacocks. Well, now you can get down on action at Underdog Fantasy getting some player props. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Let's talk a little bit about these franchise tags, guys that are sticking around on the teams that they were on last year, and um, just kind of say if we think their value is going to be the same, basically. Let me start with the Ravens for us. Yeah. Lamar Jackson Yep. received non-exclusive franchise tag. Basically means, basically, this just means another team could offer him a new contract if the Ravens don't match it. That team would have to give up two first rounders. Do you think any team would or should give up two first rounders for Lamar? That's like saying he is your future for the next two years. You uh, no, he was ranked. He is up there. He's good and he's talented, but two first rounders. Yeah, I think he's showing a little tendency to be injury prone. This mm-hmm. is the second year in a row where he's missed some games due to an injury. He is a running quarterback. Running quarterbacks take hits. I have that hesitancy with Fields as well, but... We have to protect him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just... I don't know if he stays healthy uh, for a full year. And it's also interesting. He must want a lot of money. Um, he reported himself that... Because he is his own agent as well. He does not have an agent. Uh-huh. He turned down a three-year, $133 million guaranteed contract. Fully guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yes. He said that he turned that down. So he's looking for um, kind of a reset-the-market type of money, obviously. Because that's over, that's 40 some million a year. 
guaranteed. He was $19 in auction drafts last year. Do you think if he's, I mean, he's staying with the Ravens, obviously. Would you pay that for him again this year? Or not pay $19 out of my budget for not a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. And he's a, he's a running quarterback, but which I usually it's, chase, but, but not in this case. If if the running mattered, he would be a top 10. <laughs> All running matters, Miranda. It matters. But I'm saying if it helped him with fantasy points, he would have finished top 10. Sure. He's sure. outside of that. <clears throat> yeah. He is outside of the top 10. He is 14th ranked. I don't think I would spend about 20 bucks of my $200 budget. I agree. I wouldn't either. Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't either. I would not either. Um, Jay Fields, I would. Lamar Jackson, I would not. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Next franchise tagged, Evan Ingram. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year on our tight ends episode, you gave him out as a uh, potential sleeper. Well, you gave him as a sleeper on our... And a waiver wire. Yeah, and a waiver wire. (laughs) She does not want you to forget... That it was also a waiver wire, but on our preview episode for tight ends, you gave him out as a sleeper at $1. Now he gets franchise tagged because he did so well for the Jaguars. He finished as a sixth sixth ranked tight end. Seems worth a dollar, right? That is worth a dollar. It's worth more than a dollar. So you would pay more. You think his value will go up this year. I know it's an obvious question, but asking it on all these anyways. He's not my target tight end. But do you it's really think, hard to wrap my mind around this. <laughs> do you think he will be more than a dollar, worth more than a yes. dollar's value? Yes, I can yes. tell you that he not be asking worth. what you want to pay on him. Just is he worth for the listeners? If yes. he's sitting there two dollars, yes. should they yes. <laughs> yes, Justin. I answered you yes. <laughs> I you're making me feel really feisty. Yeah, I think you just want to get feisty. <laughs> let's let's continue. The Raiders, let's talk about this. They franchise tagged Josh Jacobs. Yeah. And he um, finished third in half PPR, first in standard. Yes. That's crazy. It is crazy. He doesn't seem like the guy. No, and he was valued at $15 last season. Yeah, so a steal if you got him at 15. I was a fan of him. I feel like you weren't. I know. He's just, he's not that. I targeted him last year. He's not that sexy pick, but. He pays off. It pays off. It did pay off. Do you think he does it again this year? Not that good. Not that good. Mm-hmm. With their with their new quarterback who we're going to talk about. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sans Darren Waller. Um, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how that offense looks. Well, oh, but that offense. That offense is losing, but they're gaining, which we are also going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think... I don't think he finishes in the top three. I do think he's worth more than $15, of course. I think you'll probably see him at the $25 range. I can see that. Yeah. Um, Another running back that got franchise tagged, Tony Pollard, who is technically their RB2. We haven't had any Zeke news, so I'm not sure what's going on with Zeke, but... Tony Pollard franchise tag finishes a seventh ranked running back in fantasy football last year was fourteen dollars in twenty twenty two average, which which is another steal. We saw the ranks the preseason last year rankings they where were everyone off. finished well because of injuries and just because because you have an RB two Tony Pollard yeah. finishing as a seventh ranked running back it, that's crazy our our rankings at the end of the year were just not 
there was some surprising ones in there, and I feel like he's one of them for being top ten. Yeah, for seventh sure. Ranked. For sure. Um, Giants. Let's talk about the Giants. Saquon Barkley was franchise tagged. Now, he was somebody who his value is where he ranked. He was thirty. $38 in value last season. He was a sixth ranked running back. And you would not pay for him. Because oh, of because his of his, history. I, he surprised me. I'm happy. I don't yeah. want players to get injured. I stayed away from him because of his injury history. And I threw my hat down, said I was all in and then only ended up drafting him in one league for some reason. Um, because that's not he, really being all in, is it? <laughs> well, he did kind of go a, a lot higher yeah. than some of the others, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, $38 this year. What do you think? It still makes me nervous. Does it? It does. Um, it really just depends on how the draft is going. I wouldn't rule him out. I th- I think I'm I'm most disappointed about I don't, him. Do you? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I think I'm most disappointed about the fact that he's not a Chicago Bear. I know you were, were really rumors. pulling for that. I, there was now. However, I we should have mentioned this during our trades, but. Austin Eckler has requested oh, a trade. we didn't mention that. No. And he's talked to the Bears. Yes. The, the reportedly, How amazing would that be? He and the Bears have talked. Yeah. Jay Fields, Austin Eckler, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool. We Cole go from Komet, no offensive Darnell weapons to full offensive yeah. weapons. Now we just need an O-line. We did, we did sign a guard. Um, we got to do more. Guard, we have yes. to do more this offseason to protect Fields to we we have to block yeah blocking matters it does (laughs) why don't we talk about some of these reported free agent signings that have not been official but they are reported and probably going to go through um do you want to kick it off for us let's talk about raheem mostert for the dolphins he is reportedly (laughs) being um signed to a two-year 5.6 million dollar contract Now, he finished as a 26th-ranked running back last year and started the season with a value of $2 in auction leagues. Yes, I did also see that they, um, just on my phone, they also signed Jeff Wilson, who was their running back with Mostert last year. Um, But $2, 26th-ranked, what do you think? Do you think that's still his value? Do you think he'll go up? I feel like $2 is going to go up. Like yeah. That $2 is going to go up with where he finished last year. I agree. I agree. If you can spend $2 and get the 26th ranked running back, do it. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, he was on the 49ers at the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he was so low because he's kind of buried on the depth chart. Yeah. Um, but after that. That the, move to the it, Dolphins helped him. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Texans have made some moves. Now, this first one. I don't think it's going to affect your fantasy football. Case Keenum, two-year, $6.25 million. Assume he's going to be a backup to whoever they draft, kind of act as a veteran to help them. But He is not. I don't see him. He's not going to be the starter. No, no. Uh, Bobby Tree, wide receiver. Robert Woods. Yeah, Bobby Tree. That's what I said. Robert Woods. <laughs> two-year, $15.25 million. Finished as a 64th wide receiver. He was an $8 in 2022. What do you think of this? I know you have not been on the Robert Woods train and I'm kind of falling off of it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. Um, falling from the tree branches, if you will. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm targeting him this year. I'm not targeting him this year. Yeah. I think he'll be a lot less than $8 if you're going to mm-hmm. get him. Um, and then last for the Texans, Andrew Beck, tight end, two years, $6.75 million. No price. 
last year. Played for and, the Broncos. And he finished as the 89th ranked tight end yeah, for the so 2022 season. Good for him for making yeah. six mil. 6.75 mil. Good for him. So um, I don't I don't think he's... They don't have a lot of options at tight end, but I don't think he's the guy that he's you not, want to go after. I don't see after. him being the guy unless something seriously changes this offseason. And you are the tight end expert, so... <laughs> Let's talk about the Raiders. Yes. Let's talk I, about I knew my you would Jimmy want G. To talk about the Raiders and you're not your lover. <laughs> my Jimmy G. Jimmy G is not my lover. Um, oh, he, she sure sounds like he is. Um, <laughs> he now makes seventy two point two five million dollars, so he's my lover again. <laughs> Jim, okay, Jimmy G, like he. Like you said, $72.25 million three-year contract, guaranteed $24.25 million in the first year. Yeah, so front-loaded deal, but wow. Jimmy G's going to Vegas. Yeah, that's um, interesting. And he started off with a $0 value in preseason last year, beginning of the season last year, whatever you want to say. This old fashioned is getting to me. <laughs> and he was the 25th ranked quarterback. Now they had the 49ers had a lot going on with Trey Lance, well, Brock he, Purdy. Yeah, he got injured. Yeah, he got injured. Still finished 25th mm-hmm. after getting injured. Um, I I went ahead and polled um, your uncle, the Raiders fan. Mm-hmm. And what did Paul say? He said... He does not know how he feels spending that much money for Jimmy Glass. <laughs> Which, I mean, he, good for Jimmy G, but he is an injury-prone quarterback. He is an injury-prone quarterback. And I but still, he'll look good in Vegas. <laughs> and I still feel like he's a game manager. He's not a flashy quarterback Mm-mm. by any means. No. So therefore, but, I, but at the same time, he does okay fantasy football-wise. And now he's got he Devontae Adams. Oh, yes. And he's got Josh Jacobs in the backfield. And somebody else we're going to be talking about. Yeah, go ahead and talk about him. Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Was signed to a three-year, $33 million contract, $21 million guaranteed. Yeah. He finished as a 28th wide receiver. He's another one who moved up from where he started. He was valued at $6 at the start of last season. And he finished 28th. Him... Devonte Adams, they are keeping Josh Jacobs. Like, yes, they lost Darren Waller. Derek Carr's out of there. Jimmy G, I don't know how he's going to fit into that, but he's got a good offense. Yeah, no, it'll definitely be interesting. One thing about Jacoby Myers that I think is he's going to have a better year. Um, mm-hmm. He finished as a 28th wide receiver as basically wide receiver one of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Now defenses are going to be focused on Devontae Adams. Therefore, Jacoby Myers is going to get your second cornerback um, and probably not a safety over top because that's going to be focused on Devontae Adams. Jacoby Myers could end up eating in this offense. Yeah. Yeah. He's somebody definitely keep your eye on. Again, I know Jimmy G is not flashy, but Jimmy G is consistent. When he's healthy, he is consistent, and he can feed wide receivers. Who is the backup quarterback for the Raiders? Um, good question. They because that I feel like they're going to be relevant at some point. It's not Jared Stidham, 
because he ended up leaving and getting signed elsewhere. Yes. Is that kind of just up in the air? I think they signed somebody and I just didn't take note of it because yeah. I knew um, it would be. You're my guru Jimmy when I G. don't know the answer, Justin. So, but I think that that's something and we'll get into that closer to next season anyway. But I feel like if you're getting Jimmy G, you're going to want his backup. Yeah. And they may draft a one of these young guys in the mm-hmm. in the draft as well. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this quarterback class, and they seem to me with such a front loaded deal on Jimmy that they could cut after year two. This seems like he's a bridge quarterback to help their young quarterback that they draft. Um, but yeah, moving on from the Raiders to the Giants, Dan Jones, Dan motherfucking got paid Jones. <laughs> Give me this contract, Justin. <laughs> yeah, four years, $160 million. Um, I know Kramer's pumping it up, but at the same time, when you're a true fan, you back your quarterbacks, right? He has been their quarterback for five years already. Yeah, which seems crazy, doesn't it? Yeah. And he finished ninth ranked last year. It was only a dollar. In the and preseason, he is value. somebody I wouldn't have paid a lot of money for last year, and I still can't. He's one of my surprises. Yeah, that he was a top ten quarterback at the end of the year. We uh, moneyline Mac and I kind of talked about this on the NFL Gambling Podcast. I don't hate the deal as much money as it seems. I don't hate it because Daniel Jones has gotten better every year, mm-hmm. and last year his re- revolving door of receivers because of injuries was terrible he had no weapons outside of Saquon still finished ninth yeah so So that does say something and they have a lot of faith in him clearly yeah Uh, and I so I do think I think it's going to end up being a good deal for the Giants um is he my top QB that I have to go after no Mm -mm. um he's somebody in a super flex that I will definitely target he's gonna be a reliable quarterback. quarterback yeah exactly so second quarterback in a super flex, he's somebody I would look at because I don't think he'll even be drafted in the top 10. Even though he finished ninth rank, nobody's going to look at him and be like, oh, that's a top 10 quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like it. No. Now, the Giants also contracted, are contracting Sterling Shepard to a one-year, $1.3 million contract. Yeah, bringing him back. Bringing him back so he can retire. <laughs> no, I think just bringing him back because he's he knows the offense. Yes. He's a veteran. He um, finished as 133rd wide receiver yeah, last year. Yeah, on and off the field all the time with injuries. Yes. Valued at a dollar for the start of last season, that stays the same. Yep. Um, Falcons brought in Taylor Heineke, two-year, $20 million deal. Now, they are saying Desmond Ritter is their starter. Um, and that Heineke's a backup. Ten million's a lot for a backup. It is a lot. But I mean, you you need a good backup. Backup quarterbacks can change your franchise, mm-hmm. um, a la Eagles and Nick Foles. So uh, he's not somebody to target, obviously, unless he's a starter. But just an interesting thing that they did pay him ten million a year. Yes. Now let's talk about the Saints. Obviously, think- we've. What? I think somebody predicted who their quarterback would be. That was you. Okay, that was me. I was like, what <laughs> What did I say? I'm like, I thought you were going to start arguing with me, and I'm ready to throw some fists up. Justin. I noticed. <laughs> you looked a little angry. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, what? Yes, no, we've already covered this. Everyone should be well aware, if you're listening to us, Derek Carr signed to a four-year, $150 million contract with the Saints. 
Um, he was the 17th ranked quarterback last year and his starting value last year was $6. I do think this goes up and I know we've already kind of touched on this playing for the Raiders. He was not a good quarterback for the Raiders. However, he was fantasy relevant. Yeah. Even, um, even after being benched finishes a 17th ranked quarterback, mm-hmm. he didn't finish the season. So, yeah. So that's still, and obviously with that kind of money, they're all in. They did mm-hmm. re-sign Michael Thomas. I saw just a little bit ago that they did they did strike a deal that Michael Thomas will be back. Michael Thomas has a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah. Um, so him and Chris Olave would be interesting for Carr to sling it to. They also signed um, for backup quarterback Jameis Winston, one-year, $8 million contract. Yeah, poor dude just can't catch a break. He was their starter last year for three games. Three, yeah, not got very injured. long. <laughs> He got injured, but when he was healthy, they just never brought him back. I guess they thought the Red Rocket was better. Um, I do like their signing of Juwan Johnson. Two-year, $12 million deal. This guy finishes the 11th tight end. Just outside that top 10. Yeah, sneakily finished there. And he was zero, valued at $0 for the start of last season. So I feel like did zero. go up. (laughs) I did zero research on this, but... Mm -hmm. Just from gambling aspects and trying to or hearing about guys that scored two touchdowns in a game, I think he had more two touchdown games than any other tight end. I'm going to fact check you. Okay. Maybe Travis Kelsey, but Juwan Johnson, I think, had more. Um, let's let's <laughs> laugh at the 49ers together. Sam Darnold. Sorry, Fortune. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the 49ers, but they got rid of Jimmy G and they're bringing in Sam Darnold. One year, four and a half million dollars. So a lot cheaper than Jimmy G. A lot cheaper. <laughs> they opened up some some other cap there. So they have Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, and now Sam Darnold. Now, I'm a firm believer that Trey Lance is a bust. I've been told or heard that Brock Purdy, despite them saying he will be ready for this year is- from his injury... He may not be. He may not be. So are they rolling with Sam Darnold? I don't know. He was the 36th ranked quarterback. Yeah. Start of the season, zero dollars. Um. You know what's what? interesting? 64 quarterbacks started games last year. That's crazy. That is crazy. 64. That's a lot. Yeah. A lot of quarterbacks. One of them. I know we were talking about the Niners, but I'm pushing us forward. One of them that started. I can't help but feel good for this guy. Geno Smith mm-hmm. for the Seahawks. Three-year, $75 million deal. This is a guy who got drafted by the Jets, um, was benched, cut, bounced around from team to team, has been a backup, gets his chance after Seahawks trade away Russell Wilson. Yes. Plays well. And he ranks fifth. He's another yes. one who snuck in there. Yeah. Valued at a dollar at the start of last season, he sneaks in there and ranks fifth at the, yeah. by the end of the season. Right. Now, do I think you'll have some regression? Yes, probably. Probably. But, but not a ton. He's going to be worth more than a dollar. Yes. People are going to go out. I mean. Not a ton of regression by any means. He's still going to be a relevant quarterback this year. For sure. The Eagles. Rashad Penny. Speaking of former Seahawks. Yes. in He's got that injury history. Yeah. But... I feel like he does still have that big upside when healthy because he's averaged over six yards a carry. Yeah, for sure. He did finish 67th out of the running backs, but only played five games. Yeah. 
This is an interesting. It's interesting on multiple levels. Like if he can stay mm-hmm. healthy on a offense that's very good at running the ball, he could be good. But also, does this mean that they will not bring Miles Sanders back? Because Miles Sanders is technically a free agent right now. I don't know. That's interesting to me. That's something to watch. We have to watch for that. Yep. Now, can I talk about Yeah, go for it. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Alan Lazard. He, it's been reported, four-year, $44 million contract. He's coming off of a career high of 788 yards and six touchdowns last year. Yes. Now. Which doesn't sound that high. I, it doesn't. That surprised it's not, me. But it's his career high. Yeah. No, like, I just, I mean, it surprised me though because I thought he would have better. I thought he had over a thousand yards in a season, but obviously not. Uh-oh. So interesting. Sorry. Um, he had a $9 auction value in 2022. Um, he's now going to be competing with Elijah Moore, Greg Wilson. Brees Hall, running back Brees Hall, yeah. um, Michael Carter. And if Rodgers gets his wish list, <laughs> I, I don't know, even know if it's a wish list. It's a here's my demand list. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, they'll be bringing in Randall Cobb and OBJ. I don't know what that means for the Jets offense. I mean, uh, Rodgers is coming in and bringing in his own offense, guys. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Alan Lazard, I, I don't. I don't know how it affects his value. Yeah, I, I don't either. But I, I feel like it goes down. It goes down to me. Um, I'm not gonna sit here. I know football well enough to say, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and say he's not. But don't you think the Packers are gonna be happy that he's gone? Okay. Well, I wanted to talk, bring up the Packers. Yeah. We are hearing everything they're losing. There is no report out there that I could see. What are the Packers getting? Who are they going after? Right. Because they're not going to have a quarterback. Right. They're not going to have Rodgers. They're not going to have Lazard. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have Cobb, which I don't feel like is a big loss to them. <laughs> right. But where are the talks about what they're getting? Because right. like, what do you think that means for the Bears? Because obviously Packers and Bears like. Yeah. We're not going to have to go against Aaron Rodgers twice a year. Right. No, I think you, um, if you're a gambler, I think you go and you take Bears to win the, the NFC North right now. Right now. Because there's a lot of talk about the Vikings. Yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of talk about the Vikings too. Even to the to the point that the Jets have said if they don't get Rodgers, they'll make a run at Cousins. Yes. Um. After they cut Thielen, maybe Cousins will be gone. It's interesting. Well, and let's just jump to that because that is – it's a rumor. I, I know we're not doing tea with Murray, but <laughs> there are rumors out there that Cousins is restructuring his contract. And like you said, um, if the Rodgers thing falls through, the Jets have – it's rumored that they're going to go and go to the Vikings and yeah. have talks with Kirk Cousins. Now, the Vikings losing Cousins after <laughs> a crazy season – that doesn't make sense to me that you have that good of a season and then you just like because they cut Thielen. Yeah. And if they gave, I don't know, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is like, um, it's no secret that Cousins cannot perform in uh, prime time, mm-hmm. prime time games. He tends to really struggle, and yeah, they had a good year, but um, if he can't play in prime time, can't perform in the playoff games, maybe they're ready to look elsewhere. Now. There's nobody else out there on the free agency I would take 
So it would have yeah. to be if they're set on a rookie that they think they can So draft. it would be a rebuild year after coming off that year, which is weird to think about. Agreed. So, yeah. Then what does that do for the Bears for their position in the NFC North? I'm telling you, Lions for sure don't scare me. The Packers are a mess, and I think the Vikings will continue to be choke artists no matter what. So get down on your NFC North Bears futures, <laughs> especially when let's let's take a quick hit on defenses here. Yes. The Bears defense is one that is trending up. I know there was a lot of hubbub over the fact that they got rid of um, Roquan Smith, but they did bring in TJ Edwards, who in 2022 had 143 tackles, two sacks, seven pass deflections from the Eagles. And they did bring in Trumaine Edwards, who had 58 tackles, seven pass deflections, one sack, one interception. Those numbers are misleading to me because that's a guy that flies all over the field. He's a faster mm-hmm. Roquan. And then they're also bringing in a uh, defensive lineman, Demarcus Walker, who had seven sacks last year, played all positions of the line for the Titans. This is a Bears defense that is improving. I'm sure they're going to address it in the draft, too. Um, They're definitely looking up. Yes. I'm excited for our season. Yeah. I'm excited every year. Uh, Hopefully I'm not (laughs) setting myself up for heartbreak again. But... (laughs) Speaking of defenses, just a quick note on some other upgraded defenses. Washington, are they're locking up Darren Payne. Um, he was a big move for them, and it's going to keep their defense moving. And then the 49ers, so it's not all bad news for the 49ers. <laughs> Javon Hargrave, um, he was a top defensive tackle Yeah, to put on an already good defensive line. So quarterbacks gotta watch out yeah with bosa and their other weapons there that's interesting now quarterbacks better watch out but the 49ers better watch out for a quarterback because i don't know (laughs) if the guys they have unless it's brock purdy can get it done um that's football let's whiskey as we said earlier this week we are drinking uncle nearest 1884 small batch whiskey and i am very excited about this one as i as we dug into the history it just made me more and more excited to try this whiskey. The first thing I want to point out about them is they are the most awarded bourbon or American whiskey in 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Wow, that's impressive. Yes, they are also the first known African-American master distiller of whiskey. Oh, nice. So I think that's really cool. For sure. And it has stayed in the family. That's another thing that I like about this. Right now... Um, each small batch is curated by his great great granddaughter, Victoria Edie Butler. So I just think that's really cool. You don't see a lot of women in whiskey, so that is awesome. Yeah. And the history on this, let's get into that. Yeah, let's do okay? it. Okay. Uncle Nearest's given name was Nathan Green, uh, and he lived just outside of Lynchburg, and. Reverend Cal, who was a Lutheran preacher of the highest regard, wasn't against operating a whiskey still <laughs> out behind his farmhouse. Um, and one day, obviously, that, that didn't go over well with the church, and they decided they didn't like him engaging in such activities. Tisk tisk. <laughs> um, so he turned his operation over to an associate. And it was common knowledge that the whiskey coming from the Reverend still was made by Nathan near a screen. So he continued, um, Nathan Green continued his role as the head distiller under the new owner. 
Um, one thing about him too is he was a former slave who decided to keep working at the cow farm once he was a free man for the reverend and providing for his family that way. Wow. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, you know, there's, there's so much history on this, yeah. in this whiskey. Um, and uncle nearest whiskey became more and more popular and many believed he may have perfected what became known as the Lincoln County process, which is when whiskey gets filtered through sugar, maple charcoal prior to aging in charred oak barrels. Okay. Um, and that process is what defines Tennessee whiskey. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, like I said, it's now produced by, I guess I didn't say this, but it's produced (laughs) by the nearest green distillery. You can check out their website for distillery hours. Go take a tour. I know when we do our bourbon and whiskey tour, this is a place I want to add to our list to stop at um, and do some tasting. They also have a barrel house that you can go see. This particular bottle, like we said, is their small batch whiskey, and it is 93 proof. Curated by Master Blender, Victoria E.D. Butler, um, Master Blender of the Year for two consecutive years in a row. So I I think that's awesome. Yeah, I did see that from Whiskey Magazine. Very interesting. One other thing I saw, it said um, their website is very cool. It's like... You can look at the history and you can hit next page and it looks like you're flipping through a book. But um, it said, at a time when photography was for the elite, many details of Nearest Green's life remain unclear. So that was that was interesting. And it, you think back to the fact that this did start so long ago mm-hmm. that they don't have all the details from it. But it is neat that they continue to um, kind of have that legacy live on, um, especially... Obviously, at a time that African-Americans were not getting credit for things that they did do. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Yes. Uh, I'm going to walk you through some tasting notes here. Yes, I get to taste it. I know I had a lick of it earlier, but I'm going <laughs> to taste it now. It. Neat. Well, and smell it. You. Smell it first. Uh, the nose says honey and warm brown sugar, cedar, orange peel, and tobacco flour. Spices of ground ginger and white pepper. What do you get from the smell? A lot of good stuff. A lot, <laughs> um, a lot of good sweet. stuff. It is sweet. That's something I noticed right away. Um, the honey. This and is warm another bottle. Sugar. I wish we could have opened it for the first time on the show because the cork. The pop. Yes, it had an amazing pop opening the bottle. <laughs> and you she know, did, she I, did. She opened it and it made that just perfect cork popping mm-hmm. noise. And she looked at me, eyebrows raised, ooh, <laughs> and tried it again. And it's just never as good it's the second not. time. It's not the first time. It was so good. And then that smell hit me right away. Yeah. It's so good. It smells sweet. I think if I think about it, I could almost smell everything you listed. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the palate. So go ahead and take a drink. Caramel balanced with spicy wood tannins. Notes of baking chocolate, cigar leaf, nougat, and cinnamon. Now, being a big cigar fan, seeing that cigar leaf, to me, is exciting. <laughs> I just had my second sip. Now, you know my three-sip rule. So yeah. hold on. Yeah. And while you're doing that, to finish long and smooth... Cinnamon lingers with dark chocolate, oak tannins, and maple syrup. This is, I will say, this is very, very smooth. It's so smooth. It has like a, that like, not a, there's no burn going down, but it's like that heat at the top. I was going to say warmth. Of the roof of your mouth in the back. Yeah. I, I think it's so interesting to me how whiskey and bourbons burn at different places. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but th- this is so good, Justin. I actually like it better outside of the old fashioned. On it's just mm-hmm. yeah, neat. straight. It is very good, neat. 
Um, it's very smooth. The old fashioned was good too, but this is, it's very smooth, easy to drink. I think I shouldn't have done a smoked old fashioned with it. I just wanted to get a little artsy in the kitchen when I was making our old fashioned. And I think we would have tasted it better not having it smoked. The old fashioned is good, but this is so good neat. Artsy fartsy. Just take your drinks out of the bottle. It's the same thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I won't be making you an old fashioned next week. No, your old fashions are very good. I was just teasing. Um, no, this not is not when you compare it to a fart. <laughs> I just artsy fartsy. That's all. Um, no, this is really good. I really like this one. John, again, thank you for sending it. Yes. Um, because this is this is up there. I like this better than... Ocean's Aged. Mm. I need it. I haven't had... We've been trying so many bourbons and whiskeys. Mm-hmm. More to come. <laughs> we got... That I need to... I haven't had Ocean's Age in a long time. Ocean's Age is one of my favorites. This is just so good. This is different. It's yeah, different. It is. Um, it is very good. And, but I was going to say, I think, oh, I don't know. Last week's was so good too, because we tried Whistle Pig last week. Mm-hmm. Um, their six year. Piggyback rye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rye, 100% rye. Which whiskey. you are a rye gal. I've become one, yes. I'm just an everything whiskey. Girl. Let's <laughs> You're just a whiskey be honest. gal. <laughs> Um, no, this is very good though. They have a very mm-hmm. good product. Um, I also saw that they do a lot of work with the HBCU. Sports fans will know historically black college universities. Mm-hmm. Um, HBCU, I mean, has a, a bowl game even that features kids from those colleges trying to get to the NFL. So they help out a lot with that. Um, Uncle Nearest, you know, we we want to have you on the show. We want to talk more about your product. So hit us up there, of course. Do you have anything else on this before I move on? It's just very good. If you haven't tried it, go get a bottle. Agreed. I think this again is a, I guess I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure since we didn't outright buy this, but I believe it's like an upper mid shelf. I don't think it's going to break your bank. It's not going to break your bank. Go buy it. Yeah. Go try it. Um, It's really good. I really like this. I I would definitely recommend giving it a try. Um, Even if you're at a bar and you see it at a bar, tell them, Hey, I want to try pour that. Try it there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you will buy a bottle though, because it's very smooth, but it also has a it lot has of flavors. It has great flavor. That's yeah. that's the thing that like the more I drink this, neat. It, it it's sweet, but like I don't know. It just it's very complex. Yeah, smooth but complex. That's exactly what I was thinking of saying. Mm-hmm. Um, just a reminder: couple weeks, four four, we are launching. We have a big guest. Um, we're very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Four eleven. I will go ahead and tell you we have the. The master distiller, the head distiller of Savage and Cook, which we have yes. tried their burning chair and, and their bad sweater, bad sweater, which I made my signature sweater weather yes. old fashions with. We will have to tell him that. Um, <laughs> I have named it and I have served it for your parents, right? Yeah. Didn't I? I no. So. No. Maybe I didn't. I thought you did. Maybe I did. Well, you served I can't it even for me, remember. and it was delicious. Well, I've had more. I've made it for multiple <laughs> people, and people have liked it yes. a lot. Yes. So. Um, yeah, their master distiller, David, will be joining us, mm-hmm. which will be amazing. That'll be a lot of fun. If if you as the fans have questions for him, feel free to send them to us. Yeah. Um, I know we haven't done a mailroom for a while, but we we'll haven't. use that as our mailroom. Mm-hmm. I miss the mailroom, yeah. but it's off season, so the show is just so different, but it's fun right now. It's yeah. like a no... St- I don't want to say no structure, but it's like uh, we're just everywhere. Right. We're yeah. exploring everything. Everything. We're 
we're going tra- out there whiskey wise. We're bringing guests on the show. It's fun. Mm-hmm. We don't have waiver wires to cover. We don't have market movers. So yeah, we're we're covering like, like the headlines and the news mm-hmm. within the football and fantasy football world. But yeah, we're we're branching out a little bit, having some fun with it. Um, not that it's never not fun, by the way. But we're just having some more fun, kind of branching out there. And the guest list that we're trying to build, um, we have two for sure. Don't get me wrong. We have two for sure, but we're working on some others. And you don't want to not subscribe to the Old Fashioned Football yes. Podcast. I will just say that. You don't want to not subscribe and because w- it is exciting stuff. And again, launching on 4-4, <clears throat> we will have our... If you've bought in our t-shirts, you'll recognize our logo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Got the logo. Um and yeah, we're ready to launch. We're talking about football, fantasy football. We're talking about life. We're talking about whiskey. It what doesn't be get any better. Exactly. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> we're not supposed to get along this one. <laughs> All right, Miranda. How's your old fashioned doing over there? My how's old- your How's your? Sorry. Let's talk about the neat whiskey. Yes. My old fashioned. I still have some left. The neat's gone. The neat's gone. <laughs> yes. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old fashioned football. <laughs>